the Eason Book Club on the Pat Kenny Show. Sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month. Well, for this month's Eason Book Club, we chose Redhead by the Side of the Road by Anne Tyler. What did our panel think of the book? We're joined now by Claudia Carroll and by Roz Purcell. Uh, Good morning and welcome uh, to the show. Good morning, Pat. Lovely to be here. Hi, Roz. Hello, how are you? Um, So this week was a book I chose and I'm excited to see what you think of it because it wasn't what I expected. Okay. Okay. Well, if you want to know what I thought of it, I'll tell you in a moment. But let's go to Claudia, because the title tells you nothing, really. Oh, it's it's an intriguing title, isn't it? Um, And the title is kind of a metaphor, which you discover about halfway through the book. But just to give you a a brief potted uh, summary of the plot, um, Redhead by the Side of the Road is by Anne Tyler, who has been called the Laureus of Little Lives. And we meet a character called Mika Mortimer, who's a middle-aged guy, 43 years old, um, lives the most ordered, structured, disciplined, circumscribed life. Um, Every single thing has a routine. It's unvarying, right down to it, like Monday is mop the floor day, Tuesday, laundry day, Wednesday, cooking day. Um, He works for himself uh, in sort of mobile tech support, um, which he runs a company called Tech Hermit, the word hermit being appropriate. And he basically goes around a lot of elderly people fixing very minor computer glitches, elderly people who forget passwords, that kind of thing. But he listens to them and he realizes that very often he's the only point of contact for these people. So he's a likable character. And of course, no one's ordinary, are they, if if you know where to look. So what kicks the story off, the catalyst, is Mika has a girlfriend of three years called Cass, but he refuses to even refer to her as his girlfriend because he says, no, no, middle-aged people, I'm not using the word girl. So you can imagine how charmed and delighted she or anyone would be by that. And at the very start, um, Cass is threatened with eviction from her own flat because she's got a cat illegally. And she drops very heavy hints to Mika that after three years, maybe he might consider letting her move in and share his little basement flat. And her hints fall on deaf ears. So they break up. Coupled with that, on literally the same day, a teenager, a kid of about 18, turns up on Mika's doorstep, a young guy, and he introduces himself as the son of Mika's college girlfriend who he hasn't seen or spoken to in 20 years and he says out of a clear blue sky to Mika um, I think that you could be my father and now Mika knows that that is a biological impossibility but he entertains the kid, takes him in, becomes a sort of conduit between the kid and his parents and it's a book about reconnecting with your own life and about second chances Uh, Mika comes from a very noisy, um, chaotic family of sisters. And when they realize he's broken up with his girlfriend, who they're very fond of, they give him a terrible time over it. And it's about how Mika comes to realize that he's got to take risks in his life. Otherwise, life is just going to move on by without him. Um, There's a beautiful scene 
where um, he's he's doing tech support to a woman who also works as a, a sort of superintendent illegally in his building. And he's helping out um, a woman in his building called Yolanda, who's a serial dater. And all her dates, online dates she goes on are string of disasters, one after the other. But she never gives up hope. And she keeps turning up. And he says to her, why do you do it? And she says, well, if I don't give, if I give up hope, I might as well be dead. And that resonates with him. And it's, it, it's a story about a man who asks him, who's forced to ask himself the question, um, am I alone because I never met the right person? Or am I alone maybe because I'm not the right person? Yeah, I mean, the question is, when you're reading about him first, you know, he's ordinary with what I think the author says, a touch of OCD. I'll read a little <laughs> bit uh, because it, it gives us a sense of the language. Uh, I mean, this woman is mistress of the mundane. She describes the mundane brilliantly and makes even casual encounters uh, beautifully told and, and we enjoy them. I'll read this a little bit. He's a tall bony man. This is Mika or Micah. He's a tall bony man in his early 40s with not so good posture, head lunging slightly forward, shoulders slightly hunched, jet black hair, but when he neglects to shave for a day, his whiskers have started coming in grey. Blue eyes, heavy eyebrows, hollows in his cheeks, a clamped-looking mouth, unvarying outfit of jeans and a T-shirt or a sweatshirt, depending on the season, with a partially erased-looking brown leather jacket when it's really cold. Scuffed, brown, round-toed shoes that seem humble, like a schoolboy's shoes. Even his running shoes are plain old dirty white sneakers, none of the fluorescent stripes and gel-filled soles and such that most runners favour, and his shorts are knee-length denim cut-offs. I can see him. I can see him. I, I know fellas like that, Pat. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, what what did you think of the book? Before I go to Roz, who selected the book, who didn't get what she expected, what did you think of the book, Claudia? Well, I actually, it's more like a novella, really, I thought, than a novel. It's very short. You'd read it in, in a sitting, really. And for me, it was... It was hopeful and it was like a perfect read for these locked down times um, because it gave you hope and it's about second chances. And um, I just found it quite uplifting and um, it makes you look twice at things. Uh, even the, the title of the book, Redhead by the Side of the Road, it's, I mean, you immediately think it's a, a redheaded a man or woman that, that, that's literally on the side of the road. It's not at all. It's because Mick is a wee bit short-sighted and he's seeing a fire hydrant and mistakenly thinks it's a person. And it's almost as if um, this represents his inability to see clearly what's under his nose. And I don't want to give any plot spoilers, but it's just a lovely, hopeful, gentle read. Yeah. All it right. Um, Roz, <laughs> Roz, you selected it. What did you think? <laughs> I did. Um, well, I guess when I selected it, I love a good thriller. So I was expecting this roller coaster ride. Um, and once I started getting my teeth into the book, and like you said, it's a nice quick book. And I do love that as well, because um, sometimes when I'm sitting down into a massive book, it's kind of it's, it's sometimes a bit intense for me. So it's a very short read. I actually managed to get it done in about two days. And um, in the first chapter, I, you know, I was waiting for it to kind of get juicy, but I loved um, the writing really describing getting to know Mick, Mick quite well. Um, 
going to the second chapter, I think that's when we realised that the redhead by the side of the road, I really expected that to be the illegitimate child arriving at the side of the road. And to my surprise, it's a fire hydrant. So, you know, I kind of start to realise that it's probably not the thriller I expected, but just quite a normal, relatable story. Um, And I found myself kind of laughing at some stages because I think his everyday routine very much resembles mine right now in the house. So, um it was a nice read. I guess I was expecting something, you know, to explosive and something to happen. But that's the whole thing. It's kind of a re- his life it's, is regiment. It's, is, it's mundane. There is a, there is a pl- yeah, there is a plot, Roz. I mean, we don't want to give it away, but there there is a narrative of uh, the arrival of of the 18 year old and all of that. And that unfolds and more characters are are drawn in. But like you and like Claudia, I enjoyed reading it, I must say. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed reading it. I have to say it was definitely a nice um, book to get through, I think, right now. And it was lighthearted. There were some kind of comical moments, especially when he's going visiting his family for that family engagement. Um, And I think the ending was, there was a little part, I think, I I would have to say, about three quarters of the book where it was dragging a little bit. Like I wanted him just to get you know, re reunite and understand what everyone else is thinking and, you know, get that new perspective. Like I felt like that was drawn out just a little bit. Um no. but I did like the ending, how it all came full yeah. circle. I mean, there's no doubt he is, as uh, we would put it, settled in his ways. <laughs> and that's what needs the shake-up. Anyway, look, um, we all recommend it. Uh, uh, a great read for uh, a summer's day, there's no doubt about that. And uh, it is called Redhead by the Side of the Road by Anne Tyler. Uh, Claudia, it's your turn to pick the book. I'll read out the titles that have been suggested by Eason. Uh, Liebeskind, or Dear Child, by Romy Hausman. Lena's life and that of her two children follows the rules set by their captor, the father. Meals, bathroom visits, study time are strictly scheduled and meticulously observed. He protects his family from the dangers lurking in the outside world and makes sure that his children will always have a mother to look after them. But one day, Lena manages to flee, but the nightmare continues. That's number one. The second one is Q by Christina Dalsher, and we interviewed uh, Christina on the show. Alina Fairchild is a teacher at one of the state's new elite schools. The country they live in is all about perfection. Now everyone must undergo routine tests for their quotient Q and any children who don't measure up are placed into new government schools. Instead, teachers can focus on the gifted. When one of her daughters scores lower than expected and is taken away, she intentionally fails her own test to go with her. Sorry for Your Trouble, stories by Richard Ford. The book follows a series of short stories about memory, love and loss. For example, Displaced returns us to a young man's Mississippi adolescence and to a shocking encounter with a young Irish immigrant who recklessly tries to console the narrator's sorrow after his father's death. And the fourth one, Find Them Dead by Peter James. It's the 16th instalment of the Roy Grace series. Ending his secondment to London's Met Police, Roy Grace gets a tip-off about a county lines drug mastermind operating out of Brighton. Uh, On his first day back in the old job in Sussex, he's called to a seemingly senseless murder. So, four very different books. Claudia, so it's over to you and we'll catch up with you uh, maybe on Monday to decide uh, what you want to do. Okay. Look forward to it, Pat. There's a contrast yeah. to what we were reading this month. There's a contrast. All right, <laughs> uh, to Ros Purcell and to Claudia Carroll, our panellists, thank you very much and uh, enjoy the sunshine. 